Welcome to the Master's Plan Your Partner podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim. Welcome back to Master's Plan, your podcast, your partner podcast. My name is Kim Spence Mullen. Rodney James and I are your hosts. And one of the things that we love to talk about are things that are happening in the kingdom of God in, um, I mean, just in general, of course, Rodney, because <laughs> there's Absolutely. a lot happening. But, um, you know, this area that we, of course, focus on is uh, church design and construction. And But when we look at that, there are some exciting things taking place in the kingdom in the construction area. There are. It is, uh, you know, in unprecedented times, the church is doing unprecedented things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's... Uh, that was my forecast for 2021, the construction forecast. I wrote an article um, back in early 2021, and they asked, would you write on church construction forecast for 2021? And I said, absolutely, and here's my here's my line, but God. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely seen that in 21, and we're seeing it here in the, in the start of 2022, and it's exciting what God is doing. What's your forecast for 22? Timing is everything. Um, It's just, you know, that's the challenge. The challenge in 21 was uh, rapidly rising costs, and we're still seeing a a small increase in costs. But uh, right now, it's just the availability of materials and supplies and getting them to the site. And so we've had to develop some new strategies to do that in an economical way uh, in order to keep our projects on budget. And um, God's just given us a lot of favor. But that's, that's that's the 2022 forecast. Timing is everything and learning to uh, to deal with the supply chain and the challenges that we have right now mm-hmm. but again God is good and uh, and the kingdom is growing kingdom is advancing well and part of the idea that timing is everything that fits right in that the Lord would show that to you because when you look at your timeline that he gave you to create in the process of building it just makes all the sense in the world that that would Absolutely. be a part of that yep. and so If you have just joined us, if this is your first time to listen to the podcast, I encourage you to go back to the beginning because one of the things we emphasize on this is that this is about taking the right steps in the right order when it comes to church design and construction. You want to pay attention to the things that it's not what I've I've used this saying now, Rodney, that you've taught us. Um, but it's not what you don't know; it's what you don't know that you don't know. That's right. So that saying has gone with me in a lot of different areas, but it certainly applies to church design and construction. And so the right steps timeline that is something we started with, and I encourage you to go back to the beginning. And please also let your friends know if you um, have other pastor friends, tell them to tune in to the podcast, share it with them. We love to have any comments or information. If there are things that you would like to know about, you're always welcome to um, get in touch with Master's Plan at MP Church 
designbuild.com. We'd love to hear from you. So we're continuing on in the timeline today, and we have come to the part of maximize the construction. So let's dive into this. Absolutely. Well, we, you know, we kind of finished up last time. We've talked about design. We've talked about uh, bidding out the project, and now it comes time for the fun part, the part that everybody looks forward to, groundbreaking and, and getting the building built, <clears throat> getting the renovation completed, getting the expansion done. And so, you know, when it comes to ministry facilities, there there really are things during construction that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can take a construction company that builds hospitals for a living. There are things that matter when you build a hospital that's different than any other type of building. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for ministry facilities. And so when we think about that, ministry focus matters during construction, thinking about the things that matter in this room or in that room that are unique and different. For example, in sanctuaries, Mm -hmm. there are things that matter in how we not only design the systems, but how the systems are actually installed, Mm -hmm. like heating and air conditioning, how the ductwork is installed when it comes to the job site, making sure that uh, we do the things that, so you're not in the middle of a really quiet moment and God is moving Mm -hmm. and the air conditioner kicks on and everybody in the building is distracted in that moment. Yeah. Those things matter in church and ministry facilities that if you don't have people who understand the ministry side of what this room is doing, they're just building another room. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they don't think about those kind of things. They don't think about where the thermostat goes on the wall in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And it matters, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so all of these little details when you go through construction, having a a partner with you that's on this journey that understands the ministry side uh, is so important. Not only that, but we get asked this question so much when we think about those who are going to be doing the work in the building, like subcontractors. And, uh, you know, churches are always asking, hey, we've got this guy in the church and he owns this company and he does this. Or right. we've got this lady, this individual, and she her, she has these talents and gifts and abilities. And, and can those people be involved in that process? And so the reality is, um, yes, the answer is always yes or possibly we want as many people who um, are connected to the church would give us favor in the process to be a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, um, we want to make sure that they're qualified. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is uh, it's great to pick somebody who who is a member of the church. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to use the example that I use everywhere because it's a real story that happened to me very early on in doing this is is Joe the painter. And his name's been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> but, you know, Joe the painter was a member of the church and he had a painting company and um, was very excited about being a part of the of the process and basically came to us and said, hey, we want to donate the labor mm-hmm. uh, if the church will buy the paint. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we bid the project out to several other people and and the, the painting for the project was about thirty two thousand dollars and so I said to the church we're gonna leave the thirty two thousand in the budget until Joe gets done painting. Okay. And so, you know, we've been giving Joe updates as we work along in the process and saying, hey, you know, we're about two months out, so just bumping you and making sure everything's good. Yep, everything's good. Six weeks out, you know, four weeks out. Well, at the two week, hey, we're going to need you on site in two weeks. So I uh, want to be sure that we, we've got everything for you, have that conversation. He's like, well, the school just gave us a contract. And so, mm. you know, school starts in three months. They want the school painted. So I really need it. And that's a paying job. Mm-hmm. So I need to go do that and we'll come back. But we're going to be about two weeks late getting back in to start the painting. Well, the problem with that is the electrician's waiting on the 
painter. The mm-hmm. floor company's waiting on the painter. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, the ceiling guys are waiting on the painter. Yeah. And so, you know, we had to make a decision. Do we sit here for two weeks and put everybody on hold, mm-hmm. which the, 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 the cost still ticks on those two weeks. You still have management personnel, you still have insurance ongoing, you still have utilities on all these things. Yeah. Do we spend $10,000 a week sitting here waiting on the painter mm-hmm. or do we just go hire another painter? Mm-hmm. And so we made the decision to go hire another painter, spend the $32,000 and get it painted because it was going to cost more than sit here and wait. And would it be two weeks or would it be three weeks or four weeks? You know, sure, so all right. of that, that kind of stuff matters and, yes. and looking at the whole picture, the overall picture, the same thing's true with, you know, you have a lot of subcontractors, small subcontractors in churches and they don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if something were to happen to somebody on the job site, the church is going to be liable. Mm-hmm. So yes, we want those church friendly subcontractors. And there are many times we just finished the job. And uh, we had a great relationship with the electrician on this particular project. And uh, and bottom line, we came to the end of the project. There was a whole bunch of stuff we got to add because we were about 400000 under budget on the project. And so we were able to add an LED wall. Well, that's 17 circuits that we needed to add to, f- to, to power this LED wall. Mm-hmm. So we had about 60000 in changes. And uh, as we worked through that process with the electrician, wound up he wound up donating all of that at the end of the project. Oh, man. And so, you know, it's, it's hiring, it's, it's hiring subcontractors in the right way. It's not just putting the plans out there and taking the low bid. It's developing a relationship. It's, it's bringing them on board with the project. Mm -hmm. And so through that process, yes, we, we want to bring as many of the, of the church members that have businesses that can contribute. We're always going to hire local uh, mm-hmm. because that's better for the community. If the church's money is going back into the community, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's better for the church in the long term to get service from a local HVAC, a local electrician. So, sure. you know, it's, it's a win for everybody when we go through this process. But if your partner doesn't have that mindset of mm-hmm. understanding this is a relationship, this is not a contract. Yes. We want people that want to be on the project and yes. it takes work. To be honest with you, yeah. it costs us a lot more time, effort, mm-hmm. energy, uh, and money. But we know that the result in the long term is better for the church. It's better for the kingdom. Yes, and when you that's when you're talking about the partnership, that's why it's so critical and vital that when a church begins to even think about their construction project, that when they talk to someone like Master's Plan, then that's why you bring in the timeline to talk about how this the steps. That's right. right steps yeah, because right the, it's 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 not just the right steps. Yeah. As you've said, it's yeah. the right steps in the right order. Yes. And that's what's so critical as we walk through this journey. Yeah. And and there are so many other things in the construction process that matter. Um, one of the things that I think is really important for churches to understand is how are, how is the billing process going to take place? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's one of the things our team, we're completely transparent. It's one of our core values, transparency and integrity. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we live that out is the church sees every bill, every invoice, every receipt for everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've learned a couple of things about that. Number one is it, it ensures that the church is uh, getting the best, the stewards of their resources, they're being the best stewards of those resources mm-hmm. because they know every dime where it's going into the project. Mm-hmm. They know that we're not taking money because they're, they're uh, we're skimming money off the top of all the electric and the plumbing and the, and the concrete and all those things. We let them see all the invoices, all the bills. And so there's transparency there. Is that unusual? Because that sounds like 
Well, I kind of think that should be the way it always is. Is that how construction companies always do it? No. Okay. Um, most of the time, there are companies out there that do this to a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, not to the extent that we go from the standpoint. We show them every receipt. So there, there are there's there's little ways in construction to, to, to skim off the top. Mm-hmm. And, for example, reimbursable expenses is one of those things. So we go down to Lowe's and buy hard hats or safety goggles or, hey, we, we got to have this box of screws today. And so instead of, you know, getting an invoice from the vendor and having the church pay the invoice directly, we, we'll go pay for that and on our with our company credit card. And then we'll reimburse. We'll ask the church to reimburse us at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Most every other company marks that up 5%, 10%. We don't mark any of that stuff up. Mm-hmm. They get to see the receipts. Here we we went and bought this box of screws. It was $32.48 so that we could keep the project going. Mm-hmm. That saves time and money. Mm-hmm. And it was the most expedient way to do that. They shouldn't have to pay me 5% for um, turning around and billing them back for that. Yeah. So it is it is different in that. You need, there are some that do transparency, but not to the level that we do it with every penny that goes into the project. The other thing is managing the process for them. So one of the things we do, we let the church write all the checks directly to the to the vendors and okay. to the subcontractors. So again, there's no chance of us skimming off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is open and transparent. So we we manage this process and we let the church uh, do that directly. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it helps them save money. One of the big ways is insurance. You know, there's there's ways that we can save money by the churches paying the subcontractors directly. Mm-hmm. It saves them insurance right up front. It mm-hmm. saves them with uh, a lot of other types of expenses as we go through this. And so all of those things matter when it comes to the construction part of building. Everybody thinks, well, the design is the most important. The design is important. Mm-hmm. And if you don't design the right way, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter when you come to construction. You've probably over-designed. You're already over budget. Mm-hmm. But the same thing's true on the construction side, knowing how to manage this process. Um, you know, the, the our average change order percentage at the end of a project is less than 4%. Wow. The national average would be well above 10, and mm-hmm. sometimes projects finish 20, 25% in change orders at mm-hmm. the end of a project. In fact, I'm, I'm helping a church right now in the second phase of their project that their first project was almost 40% over budget. Oh. And, it, and 35 to 40% of that came at the very end of the project. Mm-hmm. He's fighting right now at the end of this phase one project with architects wanting more money, engineers mm-hmm. wanting more money subcontractors wanting more money and he's at the end of his loan he's at the end of his giving campaign mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out how do we how do we not take money out of phase 2 to put into phase 1 mm-hmm. To cover the costs the overages that they had mm-hmm. and that's just a place where a church mm-hmm. should never have to be in this process we're talking about maximizing the construction this is part of the timeline the the um, podcast that we did before was about interviewing lenders yep. and so when I I can see how critical again that step coming before this um, would be in having the right lender because then you're going to be able the church is going to be comfortable now they'll be able to write the checks that they need to and and uh, man, I, you know, these critical steps, as we're talking about in the right steps in the right order of the timeline, you can get the information. There's so much information on the website, Rodney, that people, it's all free. It's accessible yep. for them That's right. to get. And um, I encourage you again to go back and listen to the other podcasts. But as we continue on today, we talked about insurance, billing, um, the on-site management. 
matter. Yep. Let's talk about that. It does. So, you know, ministry facilities are unique. Ministries are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, we build churches. And many times when you're doing an expansion, you're doing a renovation, things happen. Mm-hmm. We got to have a funeral next two days. Mm-hmm. We got to have a funeral. It's somebody passes away on Saturday, they want a funeral on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be adapted. Mm-hmm. Having on-site management, people that are part of our team, mm-hmm. uh, your partner's team need to have that understanding and that mentality that, um, even though we're in the middle of a construction project, sometimes we have to stop. Sometimes we can't work from uh, one o'clock to three o'clock or one o'clock to four o'clock because mm-hmm. there's a funeral going on today. Right. Um, and so just having the flexibility to work around that stuff. Also, on-site management from the standpoint, all those things that we talked about early on, mm-hmm. you know, how the ductwork's installed, you know, where the thermostat goes on the wall, yeah. all these little things that matter during construction that if somebody doesn't give direction, you know, um, there's not enough detail in all the plans to, to, to make all of these notes. And even if there were, uh, they get missed on occasion. So you got to have somebody that has the eye and understands the ministry side of what's going on mm-hmm. that's out there on that project that buys into the the philosophy and the DNA. We're building a unique type of facility mm-hmm. for a unique purpose. And we need to ensure that when we walk out of here, this building fulfills the ministry purpose for which it was built. It's mm-hmm. a tool that helps the church fulfill their vision. It's not the end all. It's yeah. a means to yeah. right reach people yeah. and expand the kingdom, make disciples. And so with that mentality, when you have people on site with that mentality that are guarding that process, mm-hmm. that are guarding the things that are happening with that mentality, it's different than I'm here to build a building. Yes, yes. And then it, that can continue then for the vision would grow maybe for thinking, okay, we're going to finish this and then hopefully we'll expand at some point too. That's why it's important. It's definitely important. In Mm -hmm. fact, right now we have two projects that were just finished phase one or we're still constructing phase one that we're already designing phase two. I mean, that is, we're seeing that kind of growth in the kingdom right now. Mm -hmm. And so these projects both were slated three to five years down the road, both of them because of the generosity of the people. Again, um, I've got a church right now that uh, we're doing a project for. They had taken out a $3 million loan and they've only borrowed 90000 and we're three months away, four months away from being finished with the project. God has just provided abundantly. Again, stirred the hearts of the people. They've given. There's this this spirit of generosity in this mm-hmm. church that they've, they've cultivated and God's been faithful. And so not only because the funds are coming, but because more people are coming, uh, which has helped the funding, right? Right? Yeah. All of this is working together where, hey, we're not going to be three years down the road. We want to start planning phase two so that when we finish phase one, we're ready to step right into phase two and start the construction on that. That's so exciting. all of this stuff matters because, yeah. again, we built phase one, we designed phase one, and we are building phase one with phase two in mind. As we wrap up for today's process on the timeline, it's maximize the construction and warranty is one of the yeah. next steps. In so that. so the, the reality is uh, every project, most of the time, even by law, is required to have warranty, whether mm-hmm. it's one year or whatever it is, according state to state. But, but what I've come to discover in this process is um, most companies collect warranty money and they, they put that in their pocket, hope they never have to spend it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are certain things like your systems, like your electrical systems and your HVAC systems. If, if an HVAC 
system goes down after the fact, that subcontractor is going to come back and warranty the work and warranty the labor and fix the problem. Um, the challenge that you get into is what happens if he's not in business eight months down the mm-hmm. road? How do you cover that? And so we've developed a process where what we do is we collect the warranty money during the project. It's part of the budget. It's part of the cost of the project. Every project has that built in. What we do different is we set that money aside. Mm -hmm. And after the period of one year, we will come back to the church and say, hey, we have this warranty money set aside. Is there are there any issues that need to be resolved as we come to the end of your warranty period? You know, your 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 automobile dealer doesn't call you and say, Hey, by the way, you're close to the end of your automobile warranty. Is there anything you want to get fixed, right? Yeah. Your uh, refrigerator people don't call you and say, Hey, by the way, your warranty's running out in your refrigerator. Is there anything wrong with it? Let's fix it before the warranty runs out. That's right. what we do. We call the church back. We said, Listen, is there anything that needs to be addressed? And if there is, we take and use that warranty money to address any warranty issues that need to be fixed or warranted. And and then whatever's left at uh, at the end of that process, when the one year comes up, we turn around and write a check back to the church and give them that money back. Wow. And so it is a it is a way that protects the church from battling with one subcontractor saying, you know, the roof leaks, and the the roofer says, well, it's the HVAC guy's problem. The HVAC guy says it's the roofer's problem. Hey, let's go spend six hundred bucks and fix the roof mm-hmm. and stop the leak. Rather than argue for the next 90 days, we've got the money set aside. Let's go fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And and so we take that 700 out, and then at the end of the year, they get a, a big check back that they can either put toward the debt or they can go buy some of the furnishings that they couldn't afford when they finished the building. It just gives the church a lot of freedom to come back in on the backside to know and have peace of mind that everything is covered. There's funds there for it. This is not going to be a battle to get something fixed if something were to happen. The right steps in the right order. We're working through the timeline on the podcast. And uh, again, you can get more information from mpchurchdesignbuild.com. And we always, um, when we want to hear from the heart of the person who started and founded the company, you can always hear Rodney's heart. You know, he served as an executive pastor and then as a senior pastor, leading his ministry to complete multiple building and renovation projects. And then in 2012, God redirected his steps, working with pastors and churches across the nation in a new role by utilizing his experience, gifts, and talents in the ministry, business, and construction. He's able to bring this unique perspective to both the church and the business side of building churches. You hear his heart every time he shares on the podcast. And so we are welcoming your questions. If you have input, things that you want to know more about, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, mpchurchdesignbuild.com and click contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This podcast is a Your Story Speaks production where we help ordinary people tell extraordinary stories.